1: now back to the morning roast with
2: bonte and shasky no 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 no. bonte's out for just a couple days we got fp in fp santangelo joe shasky morning roast sam lovin answering phones we're hollowed out today on a president's day and we're just kicking around some certain things and uh what, you got something yeah who's
3: your favorite president ever my favorite president yeah ever? or whoever's driving around uh who's your favorite
2: you know it's interesting uh i hadn't really thought about that
3: yeah through like said the guy that didn't want to talk politics earlier uh, but honestly, it is president's day yeah i i don't i don't know if i
2: have a favorite president now that i think about it uh,
3: i mean i don't know who's yours babe Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, because the monument used to be my go-to like happy place. I've never I would been to run Washington. the stairs Damn. and I would sit up there oh, really? and just to think that like what he went through as a president, like people are killing themselves in a war in his own country. Uh, yeah.
2: Well I think my, my favorite president's probably John Lynch right now, if I'm thinking about it. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but you know Is not Farhan? The- no, not Farhan. Farhan's not your favorite president? Um, no. Do you want the good or the bad with the 49ers when it comes to rumors?
1: Good always, dude. Come on, I'm like Ted Lasso. Oh, see, I always like the bad first, then the good lifts you up. All right, then go bad. First. Okay, bad. Rumor. I like that. I like that, Sam. Ayuk is getting dealt to the Raiders. That's the
2: rumor that's floating around the internet that nobody really has substantiated. Nobody has, but that's a rumor floating around because he wants to be in Vegas because he's from Vegas.
3: Dude, there's a rumor that Bob Ross's paintings are where he's buried all the people he's murdered. Oh. Have you heard that rumor? Oh, no, so I that's have what not. I think of rumors. I had not. Here's the good one. Rumors. This is
2: from 49ers Sports Talk online. The Chargers are likely releasing Joey Bosa. The Bosa brothers uniting on the 49ers is a real possibility. I'm down. Nick Bosa once said, I think Joey is definitely looking good financially. I think him on the other side of him. It might break the NFL. Which which of the rumors is more plausible? Ayuk out the door or Joey Bosa coming to the Niners? Give me double
3: Bosa's all day, bro. I would love that. And Chase Young, if you have to talk... To one of your players during the playoffs to play harder. I don't want God. that guy on my team. I'm sorry, and I, 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 I've said this on our air before. I'm the kind of guy that will highlight a certain player on a play and not watch the ball. With the dad as a football coach, I used to break down film with him as a kid. That's how I grew up. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna check out this Chase Young guy. Yeah. And I watch him stand up and watch the play, and his motor just doesn't run. Effort is horrible. It doesn't run. Stiff, upright. Did he play great in the Super Bowl-ish at yeah, times? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't base decisions
2: financially long-term on my roster about one game. No, I want, I'll want i take double bosses. Right?
3: Yeah, give me, I would give too. me both of them.
2: I would, too. alright eight eight nine we We're just kicking around a bunch of different topics. It's it's your show. It's President's Day. Let's go out to Nick in San Jose. Nick, uh, Niner Talk. W- 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 why do you feel different about the 49ers right now? Well, let me just say I'm a fan of San Francisco. Uh, but if you like San Francisco, how come you critique Adam Johnson's articles, right?
1: Let me do
4: your research. I, don't
1: I understand, understand that. Who's Adam Johnson? That I don't know. I think he was a. He called in and wanted to talk about why Brock Purdy makes him feeling good about the Niners next year. so I think he, he kind of deviated. I think he's the 15th president. Right? I, I <laughs> Adam Johnson? Am I right? Yeah, that's Andrew Johnson. Oh, my bad. He's Andrew, 17. Yes, Andrew. Yes. 15 was uh, James Buchanan. Dude, really? Whoa. I was close to saying. I actually paid attention in history class. That was the one subject I. Who's see, your favorite president? Favorite president. Because they
2: all have sketchy backgrounds, right? Once we find out later. Well, I'm
1: going to go prior to my lifetime to stay out of those, those yeah. sticky waters. Uh, FDR. Oh. Liked what he did, you know. The New Deal, yeah, you know the whole, you know, bringing the country out of the hmm. of the depression, and then like you know the whole handling World War II thing. That's a good one-two punch,
3: you know. Most folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. Abe Lincoln on President's Day, one of my favorite quotes.
1: I uh, did uh, not. Eric, I've never actually heard that quote before. That's a good one. Eric Burns.
3: Has this talent. I don't know if you have it, Sam, but it seems like you might, where you just say twenty-four and he says the president's name like that. Really? Yeah, you could just say whatever. I not would not Cleveland. Hey, St.
1: Francis' zone. If that it? was a guess, I'm now I'm gonna look it up. But wow. Burns can do it. No way. Yeah, you're like at twelve. Fifteen. Why wow, I seventeen. I, I judge twenty two by its
2: cover. Boom. Burns?
3: Yeah. Dude, he was like straight A's in college. I didn't know that. He's so smart, he's crazy. Like one of those. Oh people. yeah, well
1: he's borderline. He could be serial killer. Crazy. Yeah, I am so smart. It was Grover Cleveland. Dude, you are. Didn't he have? He two went different- to Miami though. Gro- so did
2: I. Grover had two different stints, and they were separated by four years.
1: Yeah. So he he did his first term. Lost. Yes. People He's like, no, we want that guy back, and then they brought him back, and, and then
3: he became a character on Sesame Street. Seriously. Seriously. Go. <laughs> See, I I got facts here. All
2: right, let's go to Robin SF. I love these. I love, we're gonna. Die. He's a you know he's a Miami guy, Sam.
3: That's why I can't believe he's smart. Well. Like, I mean, I went to Miami, and that speaks
2: for itself. <laughs> he lacks common sense, but he has book smarts. They I don't teach common Cal. sense. In I Miami. went to
3: Cal first and transferred, so I was smart, and then I got dumb. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Robin SF, what you
2: got? <laughs> wow, this is a title: Giants, Niners, and Barkley. Head away, my go. Man. Hey Joey, what's happening, brother? Is this McDonough? It is. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, how's your dad doing? How's LJ doing? Uh, LJ's good. Dad's, you know. He he's alive, he's doing better. I, I I wish I had you know nicer things to say. I just you know, he's in a tough spot, man. But I'll let him know you love him. Yeah, it's right on brother. I appreciate that. Hey, FP, this is really
1: important and this is Joey too. Uh I'll just give a quick rundown.
0: Fourth generation, uh ball boy for the Warriors for a couple of years, season ticket holder since nineteen seventy seven. And the high school it's like we had season tickets because he
2: snuck into every game. Uh, Giants, I went there when the, before the stadium was connected, it was 90
0: cents for the wooden bleachers, Maze, McCovey, all that. So... When Joey's talking about that Barkley stuff, FP, I'm telling you, it's really important to us. It's a great topic. So for you to say that on the air next time, brother, tell Joey off the air. It's okay. Yeah, dude, dude, that was
3: my bad, dude. It's I just okay. it was six thirty in the morning, right and on, I, my Joe, inside voice okay. came out. But yeah, that was bad. I just don't right like on, to good, talk right, about. Right. Right on. Okay, yeah, I, I apologize to him. So that that was that was really bad form on my part. Uh, you're, you're absolutely, absolutely oh, right. Cool.
0: Yeah, because you know what, FP, I swear to God, and Joey will agree with me. There's a lot of things wrong with the city, but one of the biggest
2: things that's wrong with the city now are the transplants like yourself. No, Rob, that's being unfair. It's
3: true, Rob. Rob, I love you. Rob, I love you. I am a transplant, though. I grew up in Sacramento. And I've lived in the city recently. I love everything he said. He's absolutely right. Well, this is what I would say
2: is that part of what makes this city so beautiful is that people come from all over and it's a melting pot. And you know, like I look at my wife's side of the family and my side of the family, like they came from somewhere. Yeah, we're fifth generations, but we came from somewhere,
3: you know. What so, part of
2: Ireland? Uh County Cork.
3: No way! Yeah, that's the best accent. Yeah, I mean. that's on the one Cork side. accent is the best Irish
2: accent. The other side, I believe, is Kerry, uh, but I could be wrong. And my wife's—you know—my wife's Irish and Filipino, so you know her family's been here for a couple of generations. But uh, you know, her grandfather gained citizenship because he was a merchant marine, you know, and then obviously fought in, in multiple wars for this country to gain a chance to come here. and That's part of what makes. You know, that's part of what makes the city so diverse and so that's unique. That's every
3: city, though. No, like, I uh, agree. But, like, I will say this, to his point, like, just being back and living in the city for yeah. the first time the last couple of years, I, I hear native San Franciscan more than any city I travel to. Really? Yeah. Well, I lived in D.C. for 10 years. That's a transient town. You, not too many people are from, that's like, true. wherever you go. Yeah. But I, I've i heard that more since I've been back, native San Franciscan, born and raised in the city, I hear that all the time when I meet. It's a people. badge of honor. For I think it's cool, dude. Yeah. yeah, and everything he said is right. Well, even the, even me, like the ADD on the air earlier. Well, I do too. I have it as well. It's just like I just get nervous talking about well, politics. Here FB, this I just, is what I, was, I don't like it.
2: This is what I would say, and I could have handled that better. Look, I I know what my wife and I have gone through to afford to stay here. It's so hard to afford to live here. Like th- that's a real component. Well, I'm I'm looking at that. Dead on right now you know and and like square in the eye we made unbelievable sacrifices and the way life works like we got lucky in many aspects we worked our butt off in other aspects to stay here that like I do defend the region probably more you know fiercely than others because it means more to me for whatever reasons because we've had to sacrifice to get here because like we could have easily picked up and and moved somewhere else that was a little more cohesive with my wallet if that makes sense (laughs) that's a good way to put it you know what i mean but like it's true and and look my whole family's from here and i'm sure on some level if i didn't have 50 cousins living in the city which i literally do if i didn't have 40 cousins living in the city i would have probably picked up and moved somewhere else if my family wasn't here originally and i had moved here from somewhere else i probably would have picked up and, and moved somewhere else and so um How I view things is slanted through my prism, and I understand that, and I see my own shortcomings, and I know things aren't perfect, but man, I'm doing the best I can to raise my family here and do the best I can to make this a great area, and it's not going to be for everyone right just like i'm not for everyone and so i don't expect people to all be on the same page
3: but the, but the people that aren't on the same page with you don't live in the city they just visit it and they don't know i would find it find it hard pressed as somebody that lives in san francisco like your buddy that just called yeah. that's a native san franciscan to crap on the city they're they're not going to because it's where we live well i haven't lived here my whole life yeah. as you have yeah. i've been northern california the yeah. majority of my life but like people that live in the city and that I meet that are native San Franciscans love it here, bro. And that's my take too and I defend it to a fault. Yeah. I get crushed on Twitter when I when I post a beautiful sunset at the Golden Gate Bridge and I put this city sucks, like sarcastically. I
2: love that though. Yeah. And, and so, have you ever seen The Last Black Man in San Francisco?
3: No. So, it's a great movie um,
2: filmed by a young man who went to the high school that I went to. Um, he was way younger than me, but there's a line in it where he's on a muni bus. And FP, I think you'll like this. It says, These two girls are talking about San Francisco. And he goes, Excuse me, are, are you from here? She's like, No, we just moved here, you know? And the kid interrupts and goes, You can't hate San Francisco if you never loved it. And I thought that was the most powerful line of all time. Because people that I do know that are from here, and yourself included or whoever... We see all the negative. Trust me, we know our own imperfections. It's like when you're a fan of a team, you know your own team's shortcomings better than you do any other team out there. I know where the city misses. Trust me, believe me, and it's not perfect. But I also feel on some level like I gotta defend it, like I'm, like I'm Mel Gibson, not a good person, but Mel Gibson and Braveheart.
3: Dude, I, I did a whole two hours on my old show on this one night, and and. and... My reasoning for loving the city is because I know I'm not perfect. I have tons of faults and I, self-awareness, yes. what we talked about earlier, and maybe that's what resonates with me, the, the grit of this city and the toughness of this city and the imperfections of this city. I don't know that I'd want to live in a city that's perfect, that's just like it's 80 degrees Cookie every cutter. day, and it's beautiful, and there's nothing wrong with it, and it's like you're on a movie set. I don't know. That's just me. I, I, I The city... The city talks to me; it speaks to me because of its imperfections, and that's why I love it.
2: No, I, I'm I'm the same way. Like I'm rough around the edges. So I don't, I don't <laughs> know if you I don't know if you know me here. Um, but uh, look, it's just like, I, I get sensitive over it, and I understand those who don't. And I don't pretend like everything's perfect. You know, I, I I'm well aware, but I also like. I think, and in, in, in this all comes back to balance, Like, if everything was perfect, then everyone would want to live here and the place would be unlivable at some point. So we can move on. There's a lot going on in sports. The Warriors are hosting an All-Star game a year from now. All right? It's going to be at Chase Center. I'm excited for it. Clearly, the, all- the All-Star Game, it
3: needs improvement. Wait, what are you excited about? Just it's going to be here? Because we, we've we been talking a lot today. Both you and I agree yeah. 100% that it's just like they're not trying, well, the bro. game sucks. But we're going to go.
2: Well, yeah, because the, I I want the pump and circumstance. You know why? I have a lot of like... You said you frequent the bus stop. Yeah. How good is it for the business of the bus stop to have the All-Star Game here? It's good for the city. Absolutely. And I want to see people that I know that own small business. My buddy Sean owns Caliber. My buddy... Uh, JJ and his father own Squat and & Gobble and Bonita Taqueria. I want to see these small businesses that have been struggling the last couple of years right. since COVID. I want to see them get some burn here. Get some, get some good momentum. Like, we need some positive momentum. Like the APAC. The APAC. I didn't even know what the hell the APAC was. I had never heard of it. Did you ever hear of it before it came here? No. Yeah. It was good for the city in the sense that we kind of cleaned things up. Like, I'll take it. You know, if, if it puts a, a spotlight on the city and it gets people to be more accountable and clean things up and helps the local economy,
3: let's do it. Dude, I thought if Shohei signed with the Giants oh. that it that would have a positive effect on the city because people would actually come to work again in the city. People might want to live by the ballpark just to see this guy. It was a, a far out take, but I didn't think he would solve all of our problems, but I, I, I damn sure think he would have put a dent in everything. So, FP, I, I coach Little League Baseball. What do you think is the, for the 12
2: year olds, the number one t shirt jersey that I see? Otani. By far. Who do you think
3: second? Uh, Mookie. Bryce. Oh, yeah, Bryce. And then Acuna. Acuna
2: right behind him, right? He's that big. He's everyone's favorite player. Like all these kids, Shohei. And they don't even call him Otani, it's Shohei. He is like the way Kobe was one word, Steph is one word, LeBron, one word, Shohei. It's crazy. I mean, he is. And what's cool for a lot of these kids is that they pitch and hit. I'm sure. At some, what, did you pitch growing up? No, uh, not much. But a lot of guys that you played with on your team did both. Correct. Yes. Growing up, I'm saying. Yeah. Up. High school usually they, hey, the shortstop's also the pitcher, and you know, he can also back clean up and all that stuff. There's something that's relatable to the younger kids seeing a guy
3: pitch and hit. There is, and, and I think it's just his demeanor and how he goes about it. He, see, I don't know, I. I would have paid him a billion. He's so but he is. If, such a, a freak. if I had that, he is. Such <laughs> if a freak. I had that in my bank account, because I feel like that would have paid for itself. Well, is Jung Lee going to be any good? Well, here's a billion, bro, for 20, 15 years, whatever it is. Yeah, well, I mean, it's easy. Here's for us a to say. billion. I don't even know what I do. And you don't pay, even
2: know what I do with a million. FP. Oh uh, yeah. Well, the government would take half of it, but I don't know what I would do with that half a million dollars. <laughs> I really don't. Is Jung-Hoo Lee going to be any good? What's your thought on that? Because I'm
3: really yeah, You heard this? That's his walk-up song. Dude, I'm so fired up for this. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm optimistic that... The, here's the thing. In a day when nobody cares about striking out, he cares. Which I love. He's gonna put the ball. They sure got like 30 something times last year. My dad. Let's go, bro. Put the ball in play. I don't care what it looks like. That's I, gonna be. He's gonna battle and fight and foul pitches off and have a 12 pitch at bat. And even if he grounds out to shortstop, I on deck got to see 12 pitches and I kind of know what he's gonna do to me. That's valuable, dude. Why has the strikeout like I, I it just it drives me insane? Because
2: like people are like the three true outcomes. I'm like, look, when you put the ball in play, yes. Like you could still make an out. They have to field it cleanly, throw it cleanly, catch it cleanly. Right? There's there's three elements. Nine times out of ten, even if it's a ground ball, when you put the ball in play, you're forcing the defense to actually make a play. Right? I'm just a believer in that in general. Like as as a principle, and seeing guys whiff and strike out drives me insane. It drives me crazy. And when I hear people say it doesn't matter, it's an out, is an
3: out. It's like no. It, It am I am I just an old school? I think we both are in that sense, but I'll tell you this, no players chase the money. No doubt. You don't get paid for putting the ball in play. You don't get paid for base running. You don't get paid for defense. You get paid for getting on base, driving in runs, hitting home runs. High OPS. Uh, that's where you get paid. So defense has been neglected in our game. 100% has been neglected. Base needed. running is hard to watch in our game now. Although Ronald Acuna. But, I mean, it's coming back with the bases yes. different and the throwover rule. Yeah. So those are the aspects of the game I love. I love a hit and run. I love guys stealing a base. I love to see a guy go first to third. I love that the hole's open Situation again on the right ball. side of the field. It's made for a more exciting part of the game. But you chase the money. So if I choke up and hit an 18 hopper to short, Joe, the theory is I'm still o for 1. If I run into 1 in a 1-2, count and hit a home run, I'm going to get paid for that. I'm not going to get paid for striking out less than 100 times, so why should I care about striking out 100 times? It used to be getting back to the NBA All-Star game and the effort last night. It used to be a pride thing where... It, it was hard to drag your bat back to the dugout. It was the ultimate display of you beat me. Matt Williams in the early 90s used to strike out a lot on the splitters.
2: I like Casey the, Smith. The sliders, the, the old and He used to swing right through it, and he would be furious walking back to the dugout. And I remember Giants fans were crushing him. He was hitting 40 home runs a year. He went back to Triple A. I remember that. He went back to Fresno. So, but like, I, I look at the way the game is played now, and I, God, I can't wait to talk more baseball with you because I, I, I love it. I feel like we're kindred spirits. I, I look at. Melky Cabrera and I know no one's gonna bring this up his first half although performance-enhancing aided Was as good of a first half as I've ever seen a Giants player hit, and all he did was gap to gap at AT AT&T, and just, I mean, I think he batted like 352, had like 30 doubles in the first, I mean, he was amazing. He had 50 hits in the month of May? Yeah, he was amazing. That's insane. It it is insane, but the way he played the game was not, I'm going to try to hit home runs. It was gap, line drives, contact, work the count, and I'm saying to myself, this dude, Owned the city. Now that was right before the Hunter Pence trade and everything. I don't even know if you remember that, but like he gets popped for the Royds and, and it goes away. But no one seems to realize that to me would be the strategy in the NL West with the spacious ballparks. Corbin Carroll kind of plays a comparable, uh, you know, way that Melky played that year, although he hits for more power. Like, I don't know why gap power has not been increased in terms of that's what I'm trying to prioritize: building out my major league roster you don't get for paid. the Giants.
3: Sorry, Joe, you don't get paid for doubles. And you should, on base percentage, scoring runs, anything to help your team win. The game's all athletic now, and that's why I picked the Diamondbacks to win the NL West in spring training last year. I did. I, wa- I did a few of their games. Yeah. I'm watching a team that can fly. Yeah, Alec Thomas flies. Corbin Carroll in spring oh. training hit a ground ball base <laughs> hit to right field and it was a double because a he ran hard out of the box. Yeah. And I forget who was playing right field for the Giants. They didn't look up, double. But like when you see what the game has evolved into based on the new rules and the rule changes, it's about speed and athleticism. Yeah, It's not about... So, yeah, I... I, I I wanted the Giants to get more athletic this offseason. I thought that was should have been their number one goal. Team speed plays now, and the Absolutely. Diamondbacks have a lot of young players that Absolutely. can run, and they cover ground in the outfield. They play great defense. They put the ball in play. To me, that's a recipe for success. You got to pitch it though. You got to pitch well, it. You got to have a staff. I mean, that's where they, they brought in that what was
2: the the guy the third guy in there in the rotation the youngster who came out of nowhere last year, oh Pfeiffer, what was his name? He pitched really well in the playoffs. Gosh, the name is evading me. It, it's like P.F. Something, some some. Sant'Angelo? No. The P.F. No, no. I see what he did there. Yeah, I did see what he did there. But anyway, they got a jolt from the youngster this year. You're going to get, you know, with the Giants rotation, Logan Webb's going to be your one. I don't even know who your two is currently. I'm guessing it's going to be Harrison. I, but who knows? I don't know if I want him as my two, even though it kind of gets broken up after the first week of the season. Their second half Brandon staff, Fat. Fat, yes. Let me let me pull up the proof. F A D T, yeah. He's like 24 25 years old. He came up at the fought. end of last year and had Pronounce a great fought. little run. Fought, yes, yes. Good little pitcher. I mean, he gave a jolt to Merrill Kelly and uh Zach Gallen are beasts at the top of that little uh rotation. They got a nice little team. I like Arizona.
3: Well, I mean, it's 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 the toughest division in baseball simply because of one team. Well, and San Diego on paper looks good. Yeah, they're not going to be the same team as they were last year. They they, they lost what 11 1 run games or yeah. 11 extra inning games or something like yeah. that. That that ain't going to happen. And trading wants. The Diamondbacks to went to the World Series.
2: But I then, saw that coming. I what did I did I not I called the Diamondbacks thing. The Dodgers were too reliant on two guys. Too reliant on two guys. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. And if they have a bad 5 game series, you're done. You're done.
3: Done. They got so much pressure on them. <sighs> What, you you're out on the Dodgers. You don't think they're going to be that good? Oh, they'll they'll probably win a hundred and something games, but that doesn't translate into baseball in a microwave well, oven, especially in, in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I think what what does them in. It's just just my take on it is that Sam. They so often they they get that first round <laughs> buy in the playoffs and. By weeks in baseball are that's but not they had no pitching last year. Well yeah, they had no pitching. I mean, but you, you, you factor, like they're 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 relying on so many on, on a f- small number of guys, their pitching's hurt, their bullpen's always been shaky, and then they're on ice for a full week before they play that a hot diamondbacks that. team. And it could be a very similar situation this year. The Dodge's gonna win one hundred and thirty games or something this year, and then they're gonna have exactly. to wait a week. And I'm, I'm exaggerating to make a point here. They're going to have to wait a week, and then they're going to play some red-hot team that was in the 5 or 6 seed, and it's, a, I think that's a very big disadvantage for the Dodgers if they're in it, that situation.
2: If you were watching the Diamondbacks-Giants late in the year, there was a, a three-game series where the Giants still had a chance, and they just got pummeled, emotionally pummeled by the Diamondbacks. You could tell. Diamondbacks were coming. You could just see it in that particular series. They weren't ready
3: for that series. They Who were the sleep, Giants? They were sleepwalking in that series. Why do you say that? I don't know. It just seems like for whatever reason, in the biggest series of the year, they weren't ready for it. That was that three game set in Arizona. I
1: don't, yeah, I don't know. It was know. right after that Colorado there weekend too, where I th- yeah they had like I think they lost the doubleheader I think that weekend too in Denver, and it was just you saw in how they were playing like something was clearly off, and then they got home and it was that was right before that. And then then Ga- kapler and breby had that weird exchange on the mound and you could just tell like this is all coming undone at the seams in that last
3: 2 weeks there. yeah there was meetings in the clubhouse where the manager didn't
2: speak <laughs> you know what we said that's weird well we were like if you have to have 7 team
3: meetings you're done like, you're done! Well, that's what I said about the Warriors last year in the playoffs. If you're Who's playing in a Game 7 and Steph has to give a speech on the bus for a Game 7, it's are insane, you kidding me? Right. That's telling me that you're just not... I mean, there there's no word said in a Game 7, bro. <laughs> it's Game 7. Like, if you're going to give a speech, you just get on the bus and you say, it's Game 7. Seriously. And you sit down and you ride the bus to Sacramento. Like, that's it. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he was addressing multiple players on that team. If you have to tell Chase Young that it's a playoffs and you Ugh. have to play hard... It's the playoffs. That's where that speech begins and ends, bro. Like, there's no speeches necessary here. Like, it, it blows my mind. It, it's that that you have to. Anyways, anyways. no, I love it. Yeah. FBI, I love this. This is TuneIn is the audio platform
2: with
0: something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Clock at four. Doncic. The step back three, you bitch! Music. You set my world on fire.
1: And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
0: If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more
4: ribs, two more.
0: You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the mark fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty-four monthly bill credits will walk qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: But the, I, I don't know, man. We're, we're in we're in a good spot here for sports. I know everyone's mad and sad that the 49ers season I is am. over. Let's am. go to Leroy in Oakland. He he actually has something he wants to float by us, FP. Leroy in Oakland, what do you got on Kyle Shanahan?
4: You know, um Harry Truman is my uh, favorite president. Really? Happy President's Day guy. All right. Yeah, happy President's I, I like it. Why? He he's you know, guys, um, you know, I try to live by uh, you know, having integrity and and having courage and having humility and you know, right the months uh, leading up before World War Two was over, man, you look at what he inherited i mean it was it was a catastrophe man it was what he inherited and he was able to you know kind of bring us back and he did it with integrity courage i like that he
3: he has a quote he has a quote here right now that that resonates excuse me me. three things can ruin a man power money and women (laughs) (laughs) still holds true he said i've never wanted power i've never had any money and the only woman in my life is up at the house right now talking about the white house
4: Absolutely incredible.
3: Yeah. Leroy, what do you got on the <laughs> Niners?
4: And so it brings me to Cal Shanahan. And um, he has courage. He has integrity. But he needs to develop some humility in this area I'm about to talk about. Mm. Every since he was O.C. with the Atlanta Falcons, and he blew that lead against the Patriots, everyone said, why didn't you run the ball? Why didn't you run the ball? Why didn't you run the ball? And I think from that point on, I realized that Cal Shanahan really believes that he's this quarterback guru. Like, he can create or make these great quarterbacks. And in times, when it's time to run the ball in the playoffs, in Super Bowls, he goes, you know what? I'm going to prove everybody wrong. It wasn't me not handing the ball off when I was with the Falcons. It wasn't me. It was everybody else. It wasn't me. So if I ever get back into these situations again, I'm going to do the same thing to show everybody that it wasn't me. It was everybody else. And every time he gets in these big games, when it's time to run the ball, he wants to start throwing the ball because he has no humility in this area. He so, thinks that he's Leroy, right and everybody's wrong.
2: Leroy, it's it's interesting. Like it's hard for me to quantify
3: or judge like the sincerity of someone's humility. Like do you get what I'm going with this? Do you, do you think a coach would say I just want to be right. I don't care if we win or not in the biggest game of the year that I'd rather be right than put my team in a situation to win? Yeah, they just want to win. And they're using their information like they think that this is going to work, correct?
2: No. no one's like, "You know what? Let's run this play. It's not going to work, but I want to I want to prove it my way." Like, no. There's no shot, dude.
3: No. The Kyle Shanahan takes uh, are interesting. Did the Chiefs put another man in the box? They ran blitz the whole second half. They 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 they, they, they they took away Christian McCaffrey and yep. the run. Yep. Everybody's tweeting they need to run the ball. Why aren't they running the ball? It's because the Chiefs wouldn't let them run the ball. And you saw a couple of runs where McCaffrey either got minus yards or got back to the line of scrimmage. Stuffed. That was gone. Yeah. They said, Brock Purdy, you got to beat us through the air.
2: Yes, but I also believe that they had... I think there's an element of... Kyle runs these plays that are great during the regular season and then come playoff time in a do-or-die moment. I'm left every single year going, where's George Kittle? Why is George Kittle now more of the passing attack?
3: That pissed me off. Am
2: I wrong? Where was George Kittle? But I've said that in every game that they've lost the last three years.
3: I picked him as my MVP on the pregame show on our air, and he was nowhere to be found. They forgot about George freaking Kittle. I put money on Debo,
2: and I put money on CMC, and eh, then not good. But, like, I I do believe, like, if you're going to go down, go down with your best bullets, right? If we're going to go down, Tom Brady, I'm throwing to Edelman. Wes Welker before him, and I'm throwing to Gronk. That's how I'm going down. If I'm going down and I'm the Niners, I'm I'm feeding the ball to Iuke, Debo, and Kittle. It's not just one. And it felt like they got away from that. And you could say, oh, it's on the on the Chiefs defense for for Santa. What play was specifically run for George Kittle in this game? I can't think of one. I think there was like a screen or something, yeah. a short pass. Not what enough. Two receptions. The fourth down play felt like it was set up for him. Fourth and three where they threw straight to George Kittle. I don't know. I don't know. All right, here we go. David in San Francisco. David in San Francisco, one sec. You're going to step right up. Sam's giving me the finger up. He's giving me the one finger. Which one? Uh, not the middle, the okay. uh, the index. That's the well, I'll hold up
1: one second yeah, while I'm He's I pulling
2: up an ET caller. finger.
4: What do you got, David? I, I'm just wondering the past caller said humility. And you guys are talking about, I don't believe that he tried to do it. He's never admitted, Shanahan, that he's wrong. And he said it on radio, on TV, that he stood by what he did. It was not wrong. Humility is admitting that you're wrong. And as I understand, we're human beings and everybody is wrong. At one time or another, no one's always right. And he's never come on and admitted that he was wrong. And, and you're not getting it. Because that's what the caller said. Humility. So and you jump by everything else with the fact that he's not trying to lose, or whatever. But the, the fact that he's talking about, he's never admitted that he's been wrong in any
3: sense. If you're constantly putting your team in a position to win, and you've done all the homework and the prep to do that and you know through experience that you're calling the plays based on what you're seeing real-time their defense is letting you do or allowing you to do, how is that wrong? Like, wh- wh- what was he, wh- What does he need to say I was wrong about? Because he didn't win? Like, it, you're not right if you win and, and wrong if you
4: lose.
0: What you research might have been
4: wrong, dude. you analytical. You're not correct
0: all the time.
2: Well, I think that there is an element of people want uh, – I don't even know how realistic this is, but people want him to come up at FP and say at a at a press conference, "Yeah, you know, we screwed this up, or I messed this up." I or think whatever. he said that before. What I think he said stuff he did at it press with the conferences, Trey Lance trade, for example, all, when all they the- traded Trey Lance, he admitted, "You know, we did we did him not
3: that we did him wrong. I'm paraphrasing, but like we made a mistake. <laughs> that was my fault. I put Brock in a situation not to succeed right there. I mean, he said he's wrong if you listen to his yes. press conferences consistently, but it's not enough flesh for people." Yeah, I don't I, I don't know what he did was what he, what did he do that you want him to get on the podium after the Super Bowl and say it was wrong, the coin toss? Uh
2: well, I do believe that he's been all over the place regarding the coin toss. He filed it under analytics and my follow-up question to be to him would be like, "What are you ba- like wh- where are these analytics coming from? College? Where you get the ball at the 25-yard line? Like is that is that the analytics you're citing? Cuz it's not in the NFL. Cuz
3: this is a new rule. So what analytics are you citing?" I guess it would be my question. I think to the callers point maybe say I, I could have been better at explaining okay. the rules to my team so that Kyle use knows the overtime <laughs> that, rules that, I agree that we know and when you talked when if you listen um to Travis Kelsey's podcast he said that they had an analytics guy come in and go over every single uh, overtime scenario which is crazy the rules of overtime if the if whatever the, the the side we want to go to whatever it was they all were schooled by some nerd that came in and told them the overtime rules well So that actually brings up something that I did want to ask you about. So, yeah, in that standpoint, I
2: understand. I I get that. Yeah. How how much... When, when you see, because I see a lot of individual coaches in this modern era, whether it's baseball, basketball, volleyball, soccer, you see, like, on Instagram, I call them the Instagram coaches, and they're working with you. You and me are working, and, and you know, all we're working on is, is you know, crossing over. I'm just using as an example, right? Crossing over left to right or whatever, an explosive move, and we're going to work on the Eurostep, and we're going to work on this. The one thing that I notice with a lot of these one-on-one trainers is that they never can replicate situations, right? And one thing that I try to do, and again, I'm the lower level, but situational awareness. Hey, we got a runner at first and third in this situation. There's one out. What are we going to do? Hey, there's a runner at first. The guy's going to square up to bunt. What are we going to do? We're down three with a minute to go in a basketball game, here are the two or three plays we're going to run in this situation. And I do believe when I look at Kansas City, their situational preparation was clearly through the roof, right? Like they had set up. If there's one hole in their game, it does feel like these late-game scenarios, because they've blown multiple leads now, year after year after year in these playoff games, situationally, it does feel like they, they come away looking a little unprepared. If that makes sense,
3: yeah, it makes total sense. But it, you also had the best quarterback on the planet right now, and in no the, the intangible. And, and I've been saying all throughout no the playoffs, doubt. if you give me Patrick Mahomes and points, I'm going to take him all day long, every time. As a betting man, every time I don't bet, but like yeah. all my friends do, and I'm like, they kept asking me but throughout the playoffs. I'm like, you're giving. Like, the best quarterback on the planet right now points, I'll take that every day.
2: How many guys like now, because I see a lot of it, We're like, oh, great athlete, can do all these things, doesn't know how to play the game. Jonathan Kaminga is an example of this. Early on, you're like, he just doesn't know how to play basketball. Like, team five-on-five basketball. You see this now in sports probably at more so than any other time. Wouldn't you agree? Where you just see these athletes that clearly they have unbelievable skill. I see this in pitching a lot. These guys can throw harder than ever. They have repertoire.
3: It doesn't matter how hard you throw when you're walking, guys. It's a showcase mentality. It's a showcase mentality. It's how it's punt pass and kick. It's how far you can how hard you can throw it, how fast you can run to first, how far you can throw a football. Bryce Harper's a victim of this. Yeah. He went from team to team to team as a kid in the travel ball mentality and how far you can hit it in a home run derby. Yeah, yeah. What's the velocity on your arm from right field to home? But then what you, you don't learn how to do by bouncing around from team to team is become a good teammate and what it takes to become a good teammate. What you what you aren't fostering in the youth is how to become a winning player and to learn how to win games. Mm. So it's all about me and my talent versus playing the game the right way and how to win. Do we sound like two old guys? No, no. This is this uh, this this is this is facts. Well, so, so we have this travel nuts. ball mentality. We yes. have this punt, pass, and kick mentality when there's so much more to every sport about being a winning player and what it takes to win. All right, let's go to Fast Five.
2: It's time for the
1: Xfinity Fast Five. Mean, mean. Your last chance to get in on the morning roast. It's brought to you by
0: Xfinity. Supercharge you <laughs> your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet. Only from Xfinity. Oh.
2: The champagne line is just going to be all time. So, FB, you're 100 percent correct. I have a, like a joke about travel baseball. They're trying to win this weekend in you know Sleepy Hollow or you know Oak Grove or whatever. I'm trying to prepare you to make your high school team. <laughs> That's what I always tell them, like, because you play shortstop on this team. But guess what? When you get to the next level, you need to be able to play right field and left field and catcher and second base because there might be a kid who's six five who plays shortstop. Now, what are you going to do? You right, know?
3: right, right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, know them all. Yeah, We'd like to teach him how to win, Joe. That's the most well, important thing in, in in sports is 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 winning. I, I don't know. No, I'm, addicted I'm with to, you. That might sound really bad. No, I'm no, with you. No, it's about participation. No, it's not. It's about everybody getting a trophy. Oh, sorry. We're running late. Oh, let's What's your going. final thoughts? Uh, I had fun today with you. I'm just happy to be here with you. It's great to be a part of this and to get some rhythm for a couple of let's days. Go. Let's go. It, it's time for Xfinity Fast Five, where we give you your final thoughts to the show. Brought to you
2: by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Sam, do you have anything?
1: I do have a final thought there. Oh, so uh, now you can slow it down.
3: Sorry, FB. That's why you want us to speed up. I know. Let's let's hear it. Sam's been great. What do you got, bro? Uh,
1: (laughs) Over the weekend, the Giants announced that Pablo Sandoval is going to be at spring training this year. I kind of like that move. You know, I like that. I like a guy like Pablo being there. Hey, say what you want about Pablo? The dude's a winner with this organization. That's a guy who I want him, you know, taking guys like Luciano or Matos under his wing saying, hey, this is how you be a big leaguer at the big league uh, level rather than someone who's, you know, more obsessed with eating food and playing card games.
2: Strong take, dude. I love it. Uh, that Fast Five was brought to you by Xfinity. At Homer on the go, you get the fastest internet on all your devices. Sam, here's the only issue that I have with the Pablo Sample. What the hell? You have JD, Wilmer, you know, you've got Slater. You've got a zillion DHs. So Jorge Solera's going
3: to DH. Where does Pablo fit in? Three rings, baby. No, I want him. But I, like, want, I want three rings around my guys. How many more DHs do we need? He's not going to make the team. It hey, it hey, hey, hey. If you go to Yankees camp, they have legends walking around. Okay. It's like a living museum. Okay. And if I'm the Giants, I bring back every guy that won a World Series. I have them just walk around, lean on a fungo. I know this is more than that for Pablo. So if I can go up to that resource. Like Tim Lincecum. Oh, I would love to have He's standing Lincecum. there. I'm going to go talk to Tim yeah, Lincecum. No, I hear if you Matt on that. If Matt Cain's standing over there, I'm going to go talk to Matt Cain. No, I hear you on that. I, I want legends everywhere that have resume right, that right, know what, right what to do, to how go. to win. I heard Jason Tatum last night. That's the first time I've
2: ever met LeBron, uh, Larry Bird. What? 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 Yeah, Celtics. I couldn't believe it. All right, that's it. FB, great job. We'll do it again tomorrow. We're going to break down some giant stuff tomorrow. I'll get into some Warriors. Love, man. Love you, buddy.
4: In order for small businesses to thrive, they need to be smart, efficient, savvy. TuneIn
0: is the audio platform with something for everyone.